Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Title Talk. It's Bryson here, Mike Reese's favorite Twitter follow, and also Alonzo. What's going on, Alonzo? I heard you're actually on Mike's top five. You're cracking the list. That's what he told me. I'm on Mike's top five, but I am on Nick Underhill's. I'm Nick Underhill's top guy. Oh, nice. When nice. he needs something, he comes to me. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So, Alonzo. Football things happened last night, and I'm not going to lie, shed a few tears. Do your job, America's game. It was extremely beautiful. What about you? Like, J-Mac and D-Mac was just, it was amazing. What did you think about it? Uh, should we start with do your job or America's game? What do you want to start with? Uh, whatever. Do your job. Do your job. I loved it. I thought it was very focused on McDaniels. You brought that up to me. Do your Josh? Um, do your Josh. Yeah, not do your job. Do your Josh. And it was like the X's and O's things you always get from there. Or, or just, I mean, you don't get them anywhere else. The coaches never really talk about them in public. And I, two things really stuck out to me. The first being Belichick is still mad about the non-call on the offensive pass in yes. the AFC championship game. Yes. I thought that was just hilarious. Um, they won the game, by the way. They won, and the Chiefs, like, mismanaged the clock and scored too quick, and it was largely because of that play. So I thought that was very funny. Um, and I thought some a nugget they put out there about the Super Bowl where they said that the Wade Phillips, the Rams, I forgot the team, but the Rams were matching uh, Sony Michelle with base personnel, and they were matching James White and Rex Burkhead and Nickel pretty much regardless of the situation throughout the game. And if anything to me, like that big picture wise, 2019 wise, on to 2019 wise, is the biggest takeaway that Sony Michelle needs to be competent in the passing game. Because if not, more teams are going to do that. And it's 2019. Like you need your running back to help as a receiver out of the backfield on all three downs. Like having LeGarrette Blunt in there just run into the line uh, it feels like it was 10 years ago. And you, like, you really need that versatility play in, play out in this day and age. Absolutely. The thing that I like about it was actually all the, me- like the media members, like Nick Wright, Rob Parker, Max Kellerman. Yeah. They all got some shout-outs. The underdog pats were a story, and I loved it because a lot of people – uh, remember how a lot of people acted like everyone didn't like pick didn't against happen. the Patriots? Yeah, like and it, it happened. Happen. And I'm glad they included because it did happen. Everyone picked against the Patriots. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you Patriots fans, including us, weren't sure if the Patriots were going to win the Super Bowl after Josh Gordon went away. Yeah, that's another thing. And that's more like what you're saying. I think that fell more into like America's game, especially like the heading into the playoffs type of segment they had. They just ignored Josh Gordon in both of these. Disgusting. I mean, dude, and do your job, I get it, because Josh Gordon, they just broke down the three playoff games, and Josh right. Gordon was not a part of any of the three playoff games. But America's game, like, the season kind of turned around when two things happened. One, when Edelman returned, and I'm not going to say that Josh Gordon's trade, the trade for Josh Gordon was bigger than Edelman returning. It obviously wasn't. But Josh Gordon, the Josh Gordon trade, they probably don't win the Super Bowl without it, because they needed him to get through that stretch of the season and also, the Patriots, like, something that was really harped on in both of these was how they 
they changed their identity after the Pittsburgh game and they became a power running team. And well, they became a power running team because Josh Gordon got suspended. Like they needed to become a power running team. They did. That was their identity for the entire playoff run. It was. He's doing a big thumbs down at me right now. And it's true. I'm only only doing the thumbs down because of Chris Hogan. That's what I'm remembering. Chris Hogan is wide receiver too. That's why I'm going the thumbs down. Chris Hogan is wide receiver too. And the necessity to just run the ball on first and second down every single time because they had one guy who could consistently get open. And they still won. Crazy. Can we believe it? Can we still believe it? Like when they drop that six banner, holy shit, it's going to be insane, dude. The place is going to be wild. The Steelers are going to be in awe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Both of these were extremely awesome for me. I know you said it was an old story, but I actually did like watching D Mac and J Mac talking about uh, the trade and how it went down and like how they wanted to be on, on the team all along and how J Mac was just, he just really thought his like career was going to be like just as a loser kind of like never win. It wasn't for him. And then he got to experience the absolute pinnacle and win a Super Bowl with his freaking twin brother. How insane and how awesome that must be. Like that's your brother. He's in the NFL with you. It's insane. On the same team, winning a Super Bowl in your first year together. And for J-Mac, like, I felt so good for him for two reasons. The first being, remember after the AFC Championship game, there was a video going around. It's like, I'm going to the Super Bowl and not as a guest of Devin. <laughs> like, like, imagine imagine being J-Mac for, the, for 49, 51, and even 52. Just, like, going to the game, cheering for your brother, and knowing, like, I play on the Titans and I play on the Browns. Like, I'm not anywhere close to this, and I want to get here. Like, I really want to get here. And then being able to get there and experience it with Devin and make the biggest play, argue the biggest defensive play of the Super Bowl, like, that's incredible. It was also... um... I was watching the I was watching this with a non-sports fan actually and it's we're talking about do your Josh actually asked her just like who do you think the head coach is guess who she said Brian Flores Josh McDaniels also miss Brian Flores love you big dog yes but don't she thought understand. Josh don't just understand just an it. aside why was Brian Flores not involved in this he should have been he, he coaches the dolphins but like he can break down an old game with that he's already broken down with Belichick. Like, but why not? I don't know. He was such Trey a big Flowers, part. He was such Trey a big Flowers part. Flowers was like still talked about in the thing. Right. It's, it's no different from having Flores there. I don't know. Trey Flowers was still at the ring ceremony. It's a celebration of the team that won the Super Bowl. It's a documentary on the team that won the Super Bowl. Ryan Flores was the defensive coordinator of the team that won the Super Bowl. He should be in the thing. Whatever. Yep. It should Josh. be. Josh, do your Josh. It did feel like the foreshadowing of Josh McDaniels. It absolutely felt yep. like it. I loved it. Josh was awesome in it. Uh, he broke down some stuff really good. The beginning the beginning of Josh McDaniels' career was good to see. When he, I liked how they won the coin toss and just everyone knew they were going to win. Yep, we're going to win. No big deal. You know, we're at Arrowhead. In the AFC Championship game, but we just won the coin toss, and uh, we have Tom Brady, so 
Good luck. Yeah. And Tom Brady proceeded to Super Bowl. shred them on third downs with Chris Hogan as wide receiver, too. And the, the breakdowns on the third downs where I thought were amazing. Like, all of it, the Josh saying that they had the same call, both Edelman third and fans that he converted. And over time, they were the same call. Just a little stat motion into a stack with, with Dorsett. And the first one, the Chiefs just completely blew the coverage. Both went with Dorsett. The second, Edelman beat his guy to the punch. Dorsett kind of set a little rub within a yard. And then highlighting how the Chiefs went out of their way to double Edelman on the next play, how Josh knew that that was going to happen and dialed up a slant to Gronk with Barry playing, um, giving Gronk the inside part of the field after Gronk had beaten him on a fade route late in the fourth quarter. Like, that type of detail in these things is invaluable. It's completely awesome. Yeah, it really was. The other thing from those two specials, Gronk talking about the Miami Miracle was amazing. Him laughing yeah. about it, getting a good laugh, looking back looking back at it now, remembering how angry we were at the time. Gronk was what, safety. What did he say? He said, I'm, I'm an He's, excellent I'm usually, tackler. I'm usually a spectacular, tack, spectacular yeah, tackler. <laughs> Yeah. But this time I missed. He said Kenyon Drake was running at me and I knew he was fast. It was so funny. Watch him fall and lose. And then they won. We love it. Six times, baby. Crazy. All right. Some, you know what? We're going to do this 30 seconds. Nikki Harry, we kind of said he'd go to IR. It stinks. He's a Ferrari. He's going to come back and be awesome. Weep about it. What do you think? Yeah, it sucks. I, I mean, I guess they didn't think he'd be able to contribute for the first eight weeks of the season anyways. This gives him a chance to be 100% physically whenever he is back. Um, and if they're playing it safe with him, unlike they did with a guy like Aaron Dobson in the past, where they kind of rushed him back from injuries, those injuries lingered, and they lingered for the entirety of his career almost. So I like playing it safe with Harry medically. Would have loved to have seen him out there. Um, because he looked like he was going to be kind of special just in those three preseason snaps, as dumb as that sounds. Like his skill set looked and like everything had kind of carried over. Um, the Lions were starting to talk about him. Uh, Darius Slay saying that he was going to be a big tool for the offense. I think it was all starting to come together. Got hurt. Sucks. Hopefully, when he comes back, he'll be healthy. My main thing with him is hopefully he knows where to go on the field when he comes back. That's it. Just, like, know where to go. So he'll be healthy, and if he's healthy, he'll be good. But he has to know where to go. Brady has to be able to trust him. Yeah, and he has, the, he has all of this time to study his playbook and watch all those things. He'll learn yeah. a whole lot in these eight weeks. Like, he won't just sit around and not do anything. He'll learn. He'll right. come back. He'll be the Ferrari. He'll come into our lives. Field or set will therefore come out of our lives just a tad bit more, I hope. And it will be amazing. Hopefully Josh Gordon will still be in our lives and hopefully Demarius Thomas will be closer to what we saw in the preseason finale than what he was. or Well, not what he was, but what a lot of us thought he would be as a 31-year-old coming off his second torn Achilles. Hopefully when Harry comes back, he'll be the icing on the cake, and he won't be, like, a piece they desperately need. Exactly. He'll just be, the, he'll just be an extreme Ferrari. He's going to come right. in, 
Oh yeah, he's going to be amazing. Right. We know it. We know it. We know like, it. They already got. They, they, hopefully, they already have the Porsches. You know, they have those. They do. They do. Yeah, hopefully, what's hopefully Ju- they're I still think around. Julian Edelman's like a Julian Edelman's like a tundra. Like he's just super reliable. Right. Yeah, that's Julian Edelman. Josh Gordon's probably. What's Josh Gordon? Um, I don't know, man. The nicest car in the world, except the engine could just explode at any moment, kill everyone on board. <laughs> <laughs> so he's actually the Concorde, like the airplane. Uh, oh fuck yeah, sure. <laughs> Demarius Thomas is just the the old Subaru that's kind of fast, but you, you're also not sure if it's gonna blow up at any point. You're also not sure if it's just gonna like stop running. Exactly. Like it's running off. The meters. tire falls off. Right. Exactly. Uh, all right, Alonzo. You know what? It's been so long since we talked about real Ooh, NFL football. Baby. It's been so long, man. I've missed this so much. Real NFL football is here. And I just absolutely wish football was tonight. It's Thursday. It would be the, the Pats would drop the banner the first game and uh, Can we talk about that? Yeah, Can we let's talk do it. about that. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll start. I'll just go ahead and defend Alonzo because Alonzo also agrees with me. A lot of Patriots fans kind of went at Alonzo and also other fans because he said no, it was it, mostly it was mostly Packers fans. There was one weirdo Patriots fan. I'm gonna but, call him out here. Patriots 1154. Fuck that guy. Oh my um, god. Seriously? Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Uh, he came at me for it for like no reason. I just I woke up one on what was it tuesday and i tweeted like damn it's it's fucking ridiculous that the patriots aren't kicking off the season it's been a tradition i get it 2006 it's not like a long-standing tradition but the champion since like for more than a decade has dropped the banner on opening night it's the nfl 100 celebration and my point is like you can use the nfl 100 celebration as an excuse to have packers bears on fine but it's sunday an night excuse to not have packers to not have Patriots Steelers on because those are also two like legendary NFL franchises and you can do your NFL 100 shit on Sunday night. It can be the culmination pretty much to a great Sunday that kicked off the 100th NFL season. Like I, I just don't get why it can't be tonight. And we're releasing this. What are we releasing this tomorrow or Friday? Like Friday. Okay. Whatever. I, I don't get why it can't be on Thursday instead of Sunday, champions should drop their banner on the opening night. It'll probably go back to being that next year when the Patriots drop their seventh banner in front of, I don't know, the Chiefs. And yeah, I guess we won't have anything to complain about there. And it wasn't really complaining. It was just like, like, why? They, eh, whatever. The Patriots All and the, the Steelers are far more that. successful. No, all the Packers fans were mad, and they were saying, like, oh, you know there was an NFL before the Super Bowl era, right? Yeah, not really. Actually, not really. Not really, because you guys played the East Taunton Yellow Jackets, and I don't care about it. I don't care. I don't care at all. I'm sorry. No one cares. Alonzo doesn't care. I don't care. Not one NFL fan is going to tune on tonight and be like, man, remember 100 years ago when we watched the (laughs) NFL? It was super cool, bro. Like, we like. The Bears played the East Taunton Yellow Jackets, and, and, I, and look, the Packers played the South Taunton, uh, whatever Bears. I don't know. 
Like I don't, I don't care at all. Like you can make the entire Sunday about the the hundredth uh, anniversary yeah, of the NFL, right. and then you make Thursday about the Patriots because that, you know what the most important thing is now in your league? It's probably the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl champ, and also the Steelers who have they yeah. combined twelve rings. Like they, I just don't get it. I also will rant with you, and I will agree. I don't get it. This game should be on Thursday. It should be today. It but should if, be today. And look, the I get wanting to celebrate the NFL 100. They I don't. I don't get it. I'll say it. I don't get it. I'll say it. I don't get it. I don't it's, get it at all. For commercial no. purposes. No. For commercial purposes, it. I get it. For nope. commercial purposes, I get it. Trash. Trash. The logo is horrible. The logo is just horrible. Hey, can't wait to see that NFL from 100 years ago. It's probably super sweet to watch. They're gonna have old highlights, like old black and white highlights. On Were they tonight. wearing helmets Who back cares? then? Were they wearing, wearing leather helmets? helmets? Oh my gosh, these guys were five foot eight, and they had part-time jobs as janitors, as a janitor down the street, just to make ends mean. I don't care about the NFL hundred years ago. I'm sorry, I don't care. It's stupid. It's a dumb marketing ploy. They'll make money, of course, but the NFL always makes money. It's trash, and the Patriots should be on. Weep about it. Can't hear you. Fuck me. Can you hear me? Yeah. You just couldn't hear me for that part? I cannot hear you at all. Your video. Okay, Alonzo. Now that we just slandered the NFL and the NFL 100. And Patriots 11.54. Exactly. And also, if you're listening to this, the Packers have already lost. Just so you know. This oh, is- yeah. Also, also, the Packers fans. The Packers fans who... No, never mind. They got so mad. They got so mad. It was kind of funny. (laughs) They were very mad. All right. Offense. Tom Brady. Goat. Still has it. All right, Alonzo. I'm not going to lie to you. The Steelers, this Steelers defense is a lot better than people think. Like the front's really good. The Patriots really had trouble blocking them last year. And also just the Patriots. Alonzo said it really well earlier when we were talking. The Patriots, this is the last game where the Patriots were like, okay, we're a spread and shred team. Like, we're here is our 11 personnel. It wasn't the last game, but it was before Josh Gordon left, and then they kind of trained right. the team. So in this game, the, the Patriots kind of really, in my opinion, watching, watching last year's game, they kind of just spread it out and thought they could beat the Steelers that way, and they really couldn't because the Steelers are just have a really fast defense. And again, they have a really fast defense again with a good line. Their secondary is not the they're best. They're faster this year. They're yeah, but they're really fast, and they. I just don't think that this is going to be the game where you just spread them out for however many snaps for the majority of time, and you just go eleven personnel. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think that's probably going to be a not a good idea. I think you'll see more Devlin and Sony with two wide receivers and a tight end. I don't think I got, I got one issue. I got one up? issue with that. What's up? They're going to have one tight end active. Okay. Matt Lacoste is probably not going to play. Right. Based on like what Phil Perry said, based on the fact that Phil Perry said he was not moving well at practice like this week and he couldn't plant last week um, before the preseason game. I highly doubt Matt Lacoste is going to play. If he plays, I'll be wrong. But if he do- and even if he does, he's more of a big receiver than like an inline type of blocking tight end. Uh, so not like, not sure how much are they going to just go 21 personnel most of the game with Izzo? Are they going to use an extra lineman when all of their backup linemen are completely new to the team? Yes. 
if they go if they just go 11 and try to beat the Steelers they will be losing if they just spread them out they will they will not score a ton of points yeah I agree with that mostly and I think you said it well earlier they have a really fast defense they're faster this year they got Mark Barron as a free agent um James Devlin kind of made him his bitch in the Super Bowl but and forgetting that he That's Mark James Barron Devlin. used to play safety. That's James, James Devlin. Devlin's James Devlin. And Mark Barron, like he you add him, he just makes your defense faster. He's doing all kinds of things on there, um, based on just like preseason and training camp reports and stuff. They also drafted Devin Bush, like tenth overall. Uh Belichick said it yesterday, they've had fast linebackers in the past. Um this time, I think it's different. I think their defense has changed from what it was in the past when they had maybe like Shazier running around out there. Um, they used to just play like a zone and Brady would shred them all game. And now last year, they played the third most man coverage of any team in the NFL. So I agree with you. They won't be able to sit back in 11 and just shred them. But I think they're going to be forced to play more 11 than maybe even they would like based on the limitations of their personnel currently. Yeah, a lot of Brady under center, play action, a lot of that stuff. Now, yeah. I'm, we're, I think we're both excited for DeMayor Thomas to be an upgrade over Chris Hogan and Dorsett. If he plays more than them, I mean, he is. They we think he might be a little bit hurt, but I think it's kind of... I mean, the running joke in Denver was Demarius Thomas is always on the on the injury report with a hamstring, and he always played. That's the thing; he's on the injury report now. But I think I think he's going to play. Brady likes him. I think he's going to play, and that's that's an upgrade. So I could see them maybe having some success in eleven, but I just think what they're going to do is just like try to try to pound the ball, play action. They'll throw the ball a lot, but just out of play action and not just sit back and throw the ball. Right. I think what they had last year in 11 when they went to Pittsburgh is worse than what they'd be throwing out this year. Gronk yes, was like it battered. Is. Yeah, it is. Gronk, right. Gronk for that game, he was. Um, he blocked he was a lot. Off of Miami. He, was, he blocked a lot, and he was coming off a Miami game where he took like four massive hits, and he just wasn't right for the Steelers game. Josh Gordon for that game, he knew he was going to be suspended by the NFL going into it. He was kind of checked out mentally. I think he was targeted twice, and he dropped one of the targets. Just a blatant, horrible drop on third down. I think he'll be more engaged this time, um, just mentally speaking. And like you said, Chris Hogan was wide receiver three. And I, we both think that whoever really, even if it's Philidor set as wide receiver three, I'll continue to make the case that he's better than Chris Hogan. Like the Philidor set currently is better than what Chris Hogan was last year. So. W. For that reason, I just think that their 11 this year might be better than it was last, for that particular game last year. Um, Isaiah win. Marius, Isaiah win, baby. We'll, we'll see about the offensive line, but let me just say this on Demarius. He is on the injury report with a hamstring. That's not uncommon for guys that are coming off Achilles surgery. And it didn't look like he got hurt at any point in the game against the Giants last week. So I, I don't know when the injury, if it's new, when it happened. So I would guess that he's healthy enough to play. Yes, and I would hope so. And I'd be very excited for those wide receiver three lineups of Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and Demarius Thomas. 
no matter if it if it maybe doesn't work this week, I'm still excited for it. Right, it'll be a good test for him just early season. Yes, it will. Because just yeah. because of the man coverage that the, the Pittsburgh plays, they don't have the best DBs here, right? But it'll be kind of a a referendum on like how where's Josh Gordon at right now, conditioning wise? Where's he at? Uh, maybe mentally, physically, pick him back up. And where's DT in the rehab, the recovery from the Achilles? That you will learn a lot, I think, about where those guys are in this game that we couldn't really learn when they were playing against AA FL players uh, last week and against the Giants. The case for this game just going wrong for the Patriots is Isaiah Wynn, Ted Karras, Marcus Cannon, just really struggling against the, the Steelers' pass rush, which last year they actually, if you watch a game, they really did struggle against the pass rush, especially Marcus Cannon against speed, against speed rushers. He's never really... Lot. Yeah, he's never been really great against speed rushers. Isaiah Wynn, who we think is really good, but it is also his first NFL game, real NFL game. Ted Karras might be solid, but the case for the Patriots just not just blowing this game and not scoring points is just those guys just not playing very good. Yeah, you're right. I think uh, I'm not really worried about Isaiah Wynn. Oh, I love to hear you say the, that. The level the level of player he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be much of a downgrade on Trent, on Trent Brown. Upgrade. Also, last year, hopefully, also last year, if you remember, they had, I want to say, like 10 penalties in this game, and they had a bunch of just like false starts and holds, and that that just got the offense in a funk they really couldn't shake out of for the whole game. Uh, one other thing, the crowd noise in Pittsburgh, I think it was a factor. Like that... The crowd noise helps the pass rush usually, and the Steeler fans were going crazy for the game last year, and just for, with the penalties, with the performance, like Cannon's performance, I, I just think the offensive line tends to perform better at home than it does on the road. So I'm not as worried about them ruining the game, but there's the factor of like, what if Isaiah Wynn has to be used in a rotation? It's his first game back from an Achilles tear. What if Ted Karras isn't as good as we think he is? But if Isaiah Wynn isn't as good as we think he is, there's a lot of unknowns there too, and we'll learn. They're playing against a great front, and we'll learn a lot about them too uh, and just where they stand, I think, this week. Oh, yeah. I, to be fair, I have 110% confidence in my dearest Isaiah Wynn, who actually, Josh McDaniels, if you, if you so help me point your finger at Isaiah Wynn like you did in Tennessee when you made him run that lap, don't do it. That's all I'll say. Don't do it. He's doing great. You're doing great, Isaiah. You think they'll rotate or no? No, I don't think they'll rotate. I also think they'll I don't just, either. I think they'll also just like I think they'll bring Devlin out. They'll they'll maybe they use him as a tight end too on some plays and they just pass protect. I think they'll do that some. That kind of worked against the Steelers last year. Maybe they just have a couple plays of that where Devlin actually just plays tight end too. And that wouldn't be the worst thing, honestly. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, just right. throw James Evelyn tight end. He's used to it, plays in the tight end room. Why not? Or he can just sit in the backfield on those plays. He could. He actually he has done it. He serves an it extra blocker. Year. He does yeah. it. Yeah, I'd be all for that. I, th- to, I think the Patriots will figure it out. They're going to smash the Steelers with the run game. They're going to use play action. It'll be a very great day for the Patriots on offense, in my opinion. They're going for the FU tour. They're dropping the banner. It's FU. It's Tom Brady. It's happening. 
50 points. There's potential for it. Like if Josh Gordon's conditioned, ready, and ready to play the full game, and if DT is for real, what we saw against the Giants, there's like definitely potential for them to just drop 40. Oh, yes, and we love it. All right, defensively. So James Connors in this game, he wasn't last year, but it didn't really matter who was the running back last year because the Steelers kind of just ran all over the Patriots, and they just that, kind of let it happen, which that's actually fine with me. Yeah, it not mattering who's at running back is kind of a theme throughout the NFL. Yeah, like the offense makes the back. It's not really the other way around most of the time, unless the back is like the major factor in the passing game, and they yeah. don't have anyone to replace that. Anyway, continue. Well, I mean, last year the, the Patriots were just kind of content to have four players, four D linemen, or three in high tower and Chung in the box, and that's it, or Kyle Van Noy and Chung, and that's it. And they just kind of said, run the ball. We don't care. We're going to focus all of our attention on AB and Juju. And to be fair, they, I mean, it wasn't the worst game plan. Like, we gave up 17 points. Like, I'll, I think they're probably going to do it again. Like, they'll probably once again dare the Steelers to run, and the Steelers will do the same thing they always do, is they'll just come out and shotgun, of course, because Big Ben's an alcoholic and have a few beers for the game. And can't <laughs> He can't run play action correctly, so he will be in the shotgun. They'll be in whatever, 11. They'll have one running back and four wide receivers. And the Patriots really, Alonzo, they just really match up well with teams like this. Like, they just really do. Like, their team is built to stop teams like the Rams or teams like the Steelers. Like, they have they have plenty of defensive backs to match up, plenty of versatile defensive backs. Like, they just match up really well. They have the best corner in the NFL, J.C. Jackson and J-Mac, Joe Juan, John Jones. Like, all these guys can stick, the Steelers guys, and it'll— I just really don't see a, like a real way for the Steelers to like score a whole a ton of points on the Patriots. What do you think? I think the the game plan is going to be different from last year in a way. That way, being the Steelers don't have Antonio Brown this year. Nope. The Patriots don't have to worry about Antonio Brown. I think they'll be able to dedicate more resources to the running game. Uh, than they did in the Week 15 game. The Steelers, it was kind of a weird game because you always felt like the Steelers would be able to move the ball down the field. And then, like, Gilmore had a great play that led to an interception. Uh, ben just threw one, I think, at Harmon, too, uh, in the first half. And uh, Boswell, did Boswell miss a field goal? I remember Boswell missing a field goal. In any case, like, it... It wasn't, I remember the morning after the game, there was a lot of complaining about the Pats defense and the result, the allowing 17 points was, was great. Like you want that. If you only give up 17 points, you should win the game. But there was, I don't know. They looked slow last year against the Steelers a lot um, for a lot of that game. So I'm not as worried about it this year. I think we'll be able to, stymie the run game more. I think the Steelers are going to be more inclined to run the ball too now with Connor in the game. Like last year, it was, they went so pass heavy. And I think part of the reason they went as pass heavy as they did and just using a lot of receivers. And even at times they just had five receivers in the game with Ryan Switzer in the backfield. Oh, um, the reason can I say something real quick, Ryan yeah. Switzer should be a Patriot and Braxton Barry should have never been a Patriot. Thank you. Go ahead. Sure, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 
I just think that they they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be fine this year. They um, they allowed 17 points last year. The defense from that point on just improved for the Patriots, and they've improved in the offseason as well. And the Steelers' offense has gotten worse. Like they lost Antonio Brown. I don't care how much of a cancer he was in the locker room. Antonio Brown's one of the best four receivers in the NFL. So if you lose him, you're going to get worse. Yeah, that's Antonio Brown. And also, yeah. like, like they did have a bunch of plays where they doubled both Antonio Brown and Juju. Right. So like this game, you don't like you only have one guy really. You have to double. So like we like we talked about it. You can on on important downs. In my opinion, like third and down, you can just throw Gilmore on Juju, just erase him. You can double the second guy, whatever you want to do, or you can actually just free to blitz an extra guy because I feel like they're they cover they match up really well, kind of like similar to the Super Bowl. So just if you want to on third and on third and ten or third and five, third and six, just send the house at Big Ben. He's a statue and he's probably drunk, so it's gonna work. I said they just match up, but like you can put JC on Juju and by himself and probably feel okay about it. Like you feel good about that. But you can't also double him because Antonio Brown's not there. Right. I think I look at it the other way. I think on money downs and for most of the game, you can just JC did a great job on Juju last year. Juju had, I think, like four catches for 40 yards, and JC was covering for, covering him for most of the game. Uh, I don't see why you don't just throw JC on Juju for the entirety of the game. You double him for the entirety of the game, and that just takes him out. Like a, a one double with um one double eighty five, one double nineteen, yeah. yeah, one double nineteen. <laughs> uh, that'll, I don't know. I just don't see Juju making much of an impact if they do that. Like I wouldn't play him in fantasy this week. I guess you have to if where you if you drafted him where you did, but I wouldn't feel great about it. Uh, and yeah, I think from that from there you just put uh, Gilmore on Moncrief. Moncrief looks like he's going to be their number two this year. You put him on Moncrief, you're not worried at all. And well, who else does Pittsburgh, does Pittsburgh have? They cut Eli Rogers. Vance Eli McDonald. Rogers is good. Ryan Switzer, Vance McDonald. Yeah. Vance McDonald just doesn't scare me. Nope. No disrespect. Not at all. Doesn't. Just throw – I don't care if he splits out wide, just put Chung on him and he'll jam him to death. Yeah. I feel great with Chung on McDonald. Um, who else is it? Switzer and James Washington. Owens, oh, Deontay Johnson, the new guy. Right. They, you know what? Uh, like they I can was put talking... Jones. They can put Jones and J Mac on one of those, and if they get beat, like if they just have James Washington killing J Mac all game. He did last year, kind of. Fine. Yeah, fine. Then you can put John Jones on him and put J Mac on on Switzer or Johnson. Who cares? They're your exactly. They're your fifth and sixth options in the passing game. You can exactly. live with it. Just put John Jones on James Washington. You can just live with that. Whoever on whoever else on whoever else it doesn't really matter to I me. Mean, the, the really important guys are, are just, you can probably just put J Mac on Switzer to be honest. Right. It doesn't matter. John Jones on Switzer, J Mac on Switzer. Who cares? You can also put J Mac with help all game on um, Juju. On Juju. Good. And you can put J C on the tight end, on McDonald. And that, I think you feel better about J.C. on McDonald than you do about Chung on McDonald. Exactly. Based on what we saw from J.C. against Kelsey and against Gerald Everett in the last two games of last season. Exactly. And also, um, another day goes by, another podcast goes by. Oh, and Joe I completely, 
I completely forget that Michael Bennett's on the Patriots and he's on the Amazing. Patriots. Amazing. Like every time, every time we talk about Michael Bennett, I'm like, dude, he's on the Patriots. It's insane. I forgot. Yeah. I don't know why. He just, just doesn't feel like a Patriot, but he'll be there. They have Hightower. They have Jamie Collins. His new. I'm excited for Jamie Collins, Michael Bennett's oh, yeah. first games back. Very oh, exciting. Yeah. Very a very good stable of linebackers. There's like their linebackers are built built perfectly to play the Steelers. Danny Shelton's back instead of Malcolm Brown. Danny Shelton's healthy scratch like last year, as you said. Right. It's an exciting defense. Do you think do you think they just start fast and never look back? Yeah, I don't see why they would just like tinker and do the three man rush shit and the Yep. All the weird zones. Jamie I, Collins I, will I be know. able to freelance. We love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, they, they'll just play like they play. They have the personnel. They have the continuity. Um, they have a proven track record of success when they play that way. They have the best corner in the NFL. Fuck it. Yeah. Start fast. Mm-hmm. And they can develop more into the season. Mm-hmm. They can add, I don't know, so much shit happens during the course of a season that like, like yeah, just play your best. <laughs> Get, and every Good game matters go. so much. Yeah, like, you I think what? you're you're right. You make a great point with the linebackers, and and in last year's game, they were content to do that four man front shit that kind of give up the running game. And this year, like if they're trying to get their best, they'll probably get four linebackers on the field at times, right? With like Collins and Van Noy on the edge. Like they they were playing in the Carolina preseason game, uh, high tower and Bentley off the ball. Michael Bennett, and in terms of his usage, I don't think he'll play much in the base defense. I think that'll be more Shelton guy and Byron Cowart. And yeah, I think I just think they'll be better suited to stop the run this year than they were last year, it's due to the linebacker personnel, due to the scheme change, a lot of shit. It, it just Who's who's returning kicks right now, Alonzo? For the Pats? Yes. If Gunner's active, I'm guessing it'll be Gunner. Gunner's not active, I'm guessing Brandon Bolden. Can our dear friend Julian out of a not return punts? If Can I? Is that Gunner's too much? Gunner's active, it'll be Gunner. But is Gunner going to be active? Probably not. It's hard. It's just hard to find a way to get him active, get him on the field. It, yeah, it really is. I, I mean, we love Gunner, but how many snaps would he play a game? Maybe eight? To be Nine. fair, though, if he were to return kicks and he were to return punts... Why, why can't he return kicks? He can return kicks. Exactly. He was returning kicks in the preseason. If he, uh, if he returns kicks, I'm making the case for activating him, which is if he returns kicks and he returns punts, and he, he's not going to play on punt coverage, but if he plays on kickoff coverage, like that's three out of four core special teams units, and that might be enough to justify activating him for a game day. I really wish they would because I love Gunner very much. and uh, More importantly, I love Julian Edelman very much. And I don't, and I don't, I don't want Julian Edelman to break his finger again. I'm good on that. Yeah, I... I just don't want him like taking the punts are just an unnecessary beating for him. Like you have to 
play him at receiver, no shit. But the punts, like if you have another player in Gunner who's capable, and if you activate him, there's no reason to have Julian return the punts over him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I would actually just prefer just anyone but Julian Edelman. I know what's going to happen. Like, they're going to send Gunner out there on punt return, and Julian Edelman's going to sprint out there and tackle him and cause a fumble and all, all sorts of penalties and get ejected from the game because he'll never give up his job. <laughs> you know he won't. He won't give it up. I don't think you want to give it up, but you, sometimes these players, you got to save them from themselves, man. Ah, uh, that's so true. Anything anything else on the Patriots defense and offense and this game, Alonzo, that we totally forgot about? You know what? We did forget about Gerard Mayo's first game calling, calling defense. I'm excited for that. Love that guy. Gerard Mayo is a football player. Matt Patricia is an aeronautical engineer. I think Gerard Mayo is going to call a better game than Matt Patricia did. I think Gerard Mayo's games, his calls are going to be more reminiscent of Brian Flores than they were better. The, the old but rocket bad. scientist. But better. But he's going to be better yeah. than Brian Flores. He's going to be way better. He's actually more handsome. So it's even better. Gerard is a handsome guy. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> he is. I'm very excited yeah. for him. Really smart football guy. Excited for him to be calling plays. And not Bill Belichick, the coward. I'd rather Belichick not call defensive plays. I'm no, just kidding. Good just, on kid, that. just kidding, everyone, by the way. Yeah. All right, Alonzo. Score prediction? Let's hear it. You can write it down I in tweeted, blue, blue pen, tweeted, baby. Blue pen. What you got? I tweeted 59-17 okay. yesterday when I saw a picture of Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and Demarius Thomas together at practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. take you know what? that into account. Oh yeah. Divide yeah. by five, carry the three. I'm gonna go Patriots thirty-one. Sony Michelle with three touchdowns, Mike Gillisley style. Steelers twenty. <sighs> okay, we need to talk about this for like five seconds. What are the what are the percent chances that this offense is like sixteen Patriots or like 80 percent of the O seven offense? Seventy five? What are the chances? No, what no, I wasn't giving the chances. I was saying what are the chances yeah, that no, the Patriots know, are eighty eight seventy to eighty percent right, right, right. of the O seven Patriots? Because we should what make the case. Let's, let's make the case for it. Let's all right. Let, let's I say think we've made it, but let's make it again. All right. So let's say like forty-two touchdowns for Tom Brady. Forty touchdowns. No, no, no. Forget that. Let's just go with the okay. skill players and who okay. they compare it to. Okay. Like well, if you have Sony Michelle as Lawrence Maroney, but he's better. Okay. And then the there's offensive jo- line. The offensive line is as good. Eh, Maybe it's good this year. If David Andrews was healthy, I think I okay. might put it. Above 07, right now I don't think I can. Right now it's not. Yeah. But but uh, the, the, Julian but, Edelman is Wes Welker. Right? Yes, better, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Josh Gordon is not Randy Moss. He's not, but he's, but he's the same mold of player. He's very fast. He can break away from the defense. He gets, a, gets open deep. It's not the same 
but he it's wasn't not... the same mold of player last year, though. He oh, just wasn't. He, he was that. a possession receiver. He was he... a possession receiver who averaged 18 yards a catch and who it seemed like on every play he had, he went for 15 yards. He wasn't the, you know, throw it up there 60 yards down the field. They didn't he really did that, do that once. Okay, but Josh Gordon has the potential to just get by defenses. Yes, like he does. they could, they could just deploy him as and just deploy like the full Josh Gordon package. Like maybe last yeah, year I, wasn't the full Josh Gordon package. I don't think it was. I think last year exactly they tried. A, last year he had they a small tried, preseason. No, and forget that. Forget that. Last year he was, here. he was he was just brand new to the offense. He had never played with Brady, and he got in sync with Brady on those like in cuts and those slants. They tried to throw him screens a few times early in his tenure. Didn't really go well. Um, he wasn't in shape. Even remember the Bears game. He was. He just completely ran out of gas on like a play that should have been a touchdown. He got tackled at the one. He wasn't in shape, and the fades and back shoulder throw. The back shoulder fades and the like deeper uh, throws down the field. He was great at drawing PIs deep downfield. And the back shoulders weren't really there, like that. He didn't develop that chemistry with Brady. I don't think it's crazy to say that he could do it this year. And if he does, he has the potential to just explode. Yes. Okay, but I'm just sly. I'm just. I just wrote down a little love letter. Just kind of slid it under the door, and that is the Patriots could be eighty percent to seventy percent of those seven Patriots. And you might not pick it up and read it now, but it might be week ten. And you open it up and you say, holy crap, the Patriots were 70-80% of the Patriots off of the Patriots 07 offense. The, and you, I mean, you could even go deeper into it, right? Like Dante Stallworth, Jabbar Gaffney? Yes. Could, could Demarius Thomas be Jabbar and, Gaffney? Probably. And then, and then you're adding Nikhil Harry. Then you add Nikhil Harry. And then Ben you Watson still have comes Stink. You still have Dor Stink. Yes, yes. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Yep. I don't know. They have. Like, you read off all those names. If they play up to their potential, I yes. guess they could be. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm not crazy. But good. Good. No. All right. One final question. After watching last night and thinking about the Miami Miracle, who's the jumper? Oh, we might find if he's active. But what if he's not? Josh Gordon. Do we really want our precious Josh Gordon out there? Do we? Demarius Thomas is coming off a ruptured Achilles, so I don't think his explosiveness is going to be there. How about Jamie Collins? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Uh, Jamie Collins, maybe. That's a good one. Josh he has, I mean, he was, broke the broad jump record. He has an extreme vertical. True, true, true. Josh Gordon was the jumper for the Bears Hill, Mary. Remember that? It was amazing, by the way. Almost, almost a disaster. <laughs> almost a disaster. He just jumped. He, it was crazy because he jumped over everyone. <laughs> he, he probably could have caught the pass and returned it to the house if he really wanted to. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was the jumper there. I guess just based on that, I'll say Gordon. Harry might have been an option. No. If not for his. No, 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 no. No, he's a, no, no. He's a Ferrari. You don't put the Ferrari back there. No. Okay, then what is Josh Gordon? <laughs> Not the first round pick. You can Not sort of. Not the first round pick, but like ab- more important if he's active. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay, sure. But, okay. All right, I'm going, I'm going, 
Thirty-three seventeen. All right, so 31-20 and thirty-three. Hey, what was what was the score always used last year? Uh, was it thirty-three to seventeen? No, no, no. That's why I you did didn't it. go thirty-three. You didn't go thirty-three. I think it went. It was like thirty-four seventeen. <laughs> thirty-four seventeen. That's right. Okay. It was something like that. All right. So that's what I'm rolling with again. Thirty-four seventeen. Actually, no. Thirty-seven seventeen. Patriots. 37 to 17. What this is what's going to happen. All right. It's going to be the third quarter. Tom Brady's going to have his helmet off. They've already scored 34 points by now. With a quarter and a half, Jared Stidham scores 3 points and shows off to Kobe Myers and Matt Slater gets like one or two wide receiver snaps. <laughs> and Damian Harris is active and he gets some reps and Sony's on the mm. sideline and Josh Gordon's in a Super Bowl 53 patch, which by the way, I, I will buy that jersey if it is ever available. Josh Gordon with the pat with the uh Super Bowl 53, like the winning patch. Like I want have- the Edelman one. I want the Edelman one. Uh, okay. Okay. I couldn't get I couldn't get the fucking Edelman Super Bowl 53, just like the normal jersey. I want this one. Let me get it. Fuck it. So will they will they actually have Josh Gordon's? Can I buy this jersey? Check the pro shop. I think right now when I checked, it was just Brady, Edelman, Michelle, James White, Hightower. I think that was it. All right, here we go. You know how we in the podcast, Alonzo. This is the last time we do this, by the way. This is the last time. <sighs> Attention. Dear Patriots uh. haters. I got some bad news for you. You're going to get your butts kicked this year by the New England Patriots. They're going to win 22 games. The NFL will adopt the mercy rule in the name of the 2019 Patriots. Tom Brady's going to win the MVP and never play a single half. This will be a fun fact and throughout his career, all over his, all over Wikipedia, he'll, he won't play in, he won't play in any second halves of any game this entire season, including the Super Bowl. He won't be there. Don't look for him. He's not there. Are the Patriots bad for the NFL will be a regular question across media, national media circles. We'll wonder, should we annex the Patriots into the league of their own? Like with God, with the gods, football with the gods and the Patriots, because they literally beat every team by at least 20 this year. You all weep about it. Josh Gordon will be a lot similar to 07 Randy Moss. He'll probably have 20 some touchdowns. Just a guess. If Brady plays, you know, if Stidham plays, he'll probably have 16, maybe 17. Stidham. What are you talking about? Stidham, I don't Stidham, like this. I don't. I don't like this. And Brady's the second, not going to play any second half. No, because no, 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 of Stidham. No. Because of Stidham. No, because the game's no, over. The no, game's no, over. No, the game's no, over. No, yes. No. Stop. No. Stop. They run up the score. They run up okay, the score. Let's go. They run it up. They run it Brady up. Brady throws okay. sixty-five yeah. touchdowns. All right. I'm. I'm okay. Well, if Brady's playing the full games, Josh Gordon's catching thirty math. touchdowns. Let me do the math. Six foot three. Four four forty. Tom Brady, really good at football. Twenty touchdowns. Twenty four touchdowns from Josh Gordon. Great. Yeah, Nikhil Harry is going to come back, win Rookie of the Year with only eight games played. It's going to be incredible. He's going to have yards out of any rookie ever. All right, Alonzo, excellent podcast. Can't wait to see the Patriots drop the fu on the entire NFL and go back to their another fu tour. And let's go. We love it. Great talk, buddy. Josh Gordon MVP. Weep about it. Weep. 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 Shout out to Isaiah Wynn.